Okay, no time to explain. We need to get inside school. Do you have, like, I don't know, a lockpicking device? We are in a car. Maybe a drill attachment. We are in a car. Fat lot of good you are. We are in a car. Wait a second. We're in a car. I'm Shelby. They call me Colin. I'm Kelsey. And of course, we're going to be doing school reunion tonight. <laughs> Bringing back Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the reunion in the school reunion, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, Kelsey, what did you think of Sarah Jane and K9? Because you have not encountered them before. Um, I thought they were fine. I mean, K9 doesn't really, like, have much of a role, yeah. role but... Sarah Jane seemed cool, and I mean, I was just, I really felt like the jo- the doctor came off as like a real jerk in this episode. It's basically like, oh, it's too hard for me to lose companions, so instead I'm just going to like destroy their lives and leave without warning and give no explanation and just like screw them over, basically. And I was like, wow, that's really nice. Of you. I don't know. I, I felt like he came off as a jerk, and I'm glad Rose had some like view of her future which is kind of like you're going to be messed up because you're you you're now you know all this other stuff exists and you're powerless to like ever go there again or do anything about it and you know the doctor's just going to leave you because he can't handle like grief yeah i i can see what you're saying although i mean he did he had to leave sarah jane not because he didn't want to come back for her, but he had to leave her because he was going to Gallifrey at the time. Yeah, but he could have come back like two seconds later. He has a time machine, you know? He may, well, yeah, but back then the doctor really wasn't really all that great at piloting it, <laughs> to be fair. Which is why he ended up dropping her off like way far away from her home. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, how long has it been? He couldn't have, like, stopped in to check in or do anything. Uh, I and, mean, like, I he, guess he, he could have. To, Little or maybe like take it to a random teacher, but he can't do that for his ex companions. Or maybe even just reminisced about her in front of some other people that he talks to frequently. Well, possibly, but I think also the doctor gets really busy with saving the worlds around Earth, and he's not always on Earth. So, I mean, I get the—I mean, I get the fact that he—it would have been nice if he could go back and see Sarah Jane Smith. But we know the doctor's life is very tumultuous, and so he's always moving and always changing and quite literally changing because he's always regenerating so not every not every incarnation of the doctor is going to necessarily want to um, uh, see <laughs> distractions here uh, isn't going to necessarily want to go back to previous companions every single time that's, yeah that's but fair. it's still like you could prepare your companions a little better too and like give them 
train them in some skills that are going to be of use when you drop them off and they have nothing on their resume for the last five years. Like, it's kind of like really well, selfish. Right. It doesn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily five years later though, because you could. But again, yeah, he has a time machine. He can come back to that point at any point in time. Right. Like, if you really have all of time at your disposal, are you ever truly busy? <laughs> Possibly not, but. But at the same time, he also knows that Sarah Jane Smith is very capable of doing things on her own. She was a journalist. She's an investigator. She's perfect at what she does. She's taken. She already knew a lot even before she met the doctor. She can't even fix canine. I mean, well, I just think of it as rich. like the ultimate form of ghosting. It's like <laughs> just one day, like you're gone and no response ever again. Like. Well, to be fair, he did actually say goodbye to Sarah Jane and, like, explain why he was dropping her off, but yes. Yeah, but it also seems like that's always, like, his intention is to suck his companions dry until he no longer needs them anymore and then, like, kick him to the curb. In a very small sense, he did actually check in on Sarah Jane because he ended up sending her canine to begin with, and that he did not do for any other companion. He actually took canine boxed up canine, was checking in on her, make sure she was okay, and then he sent, he actually mailed canine off so he didn't actually interrupt her life. Well, that so doesn't he, really make me like him anymore. Like, so he treats one, com- does one nice thing for one companion and the rest, it's like they're just, like, garbage after he's done with them. It's just, I don't know, I really am not liking him after this episode. Interesting. Well, it, it helps if you've seen a lot more of the actual departures of companions. Because yeah, n- not all of them were as, uh, you know, amicable as the one with Sarah Jane. A lot of times well, the companions leave him. And sometimes there's not much choice in the matter. Yeah, I mean, most of the time it's the companion leaving him. It's not him leaving the companion. Or something so horrendous happens to the companion that he has to leave them. Yeah, like the companion dies a few times. He's had companions. His memories got wiped and, you know, stuff like that. There's a lot that goes on in the doctor's life. So, I mean, I can only imagine his side of things. But, I mean, I get where you're coming from. It is... uh, Obviously, it's also from a story standpoint. They're not going to revisit every single companion that they've had in the past because that means they have to bring back old things and a lot of times moving forward you want new things even though it's kind of nice to reminisce every once in a while having Sarah Jane in an adventure was a very smart thing that Russell T Davies did because she was the quintessential companion from the 1970s yeah I think the throwback was really a lot of the charm of this episode you know having K-9 in there and, and Sarah Jane I really loved and to be honest I haven't seen much of their classic stories at all um, but I love the reunion. You know, there's clear, you know, some emotion. And I, I think it gave us a, a more in-depth version of the Doctor, even if it is, you know, maybe another point of evidence towards the Doctor as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. What did you get, What did you think of Anthony Store Ted's uh, lovely Mr. Finch and the Krillotines? Is that Giles, the headmaster? Yep, Giles, the headmaster. Oh, man, I thought that he was great. I love the... You know, way that he looks at the doctor when he's just like, you're something different. And his head just kind of tilts like, you know, just total, you know, intellectual fascination. And, you know, just I think it felt like it really brought out how alien he was in a way that most of the actors don't, you know, get across their alien nature, just maybe their alien appearance. 
I don't know. I thought it was very human, but in a villainous way played very well, you know, with some, you know, kind of starky, dark sympathy here and there, you know, especially at that opening scene where you have that little girl and, you know, it's something sinister going on, but he's still, you know, being very empathetic uh, to the situation, at least on on the outside. Yeah. But I I think it was done very well. Good character. um, And I, I liked pretty much every scene that he was in. Yeah. I really appreciated him talking to the doctor and they're kind of square off in, in the pool. <laughs> I felt like it was very, like, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty kind of, like, vibes. Especially, especially with the pool. From, yeah, the with pool the pool scene. from Sherlock, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but even, like, the relationship, it was like, ooh, I finally found somebody I can match wits against. Like, it was, like, exciting for him, which, like, Well, I think that, that also Mr. Finch didn't, you know, feel like they were on different sides. You know, he seemed to genuinely be, believe that the doctor would side with him because he was like, we're yeah, doing the right or, thing. Or at least and, want him to get on his side, just like the master. It, it was kind of like a doctor and the master thing, although it was just doctor and the headmaster this go-round. I just want to know where I can get some of that oil because <laughs> it'd probably be helpful. <laughs> uh, a lot of critics have actually um, said that it was a little over-the-top kind of performance. I don't know. I didn't know if you guys kind of caught on to that. Well, but I mean, I feel like a lot of Doctor Who villains are over the top, so this didn't seem that out of... Yeah, I mean, with the CGI vampires and everything else, you know, it's just campy enough for a good villain of the week. You know, it it, it didn't yeah. jar with my expectations, especially from this time period in Doctor Who. And speaking of the Master, you compare that performance to any of the Masters and probably... He was very he toned was, down. Yeah, he was subtle compared to them, so... Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think uh, the Krillotanes themselves were kind of an interesting race. I think it would have been nice to have explored a little bit more with them. Possibly. Hopefully they show up again, yeah. Well, my, if they show up again. My other question is, like, why did the school explode? I don't... Was that explained? At the end? I think because it was the Krillotane the oil um, mixing with the, the Krillotanes themselves. I don't know. Yeah, that seems plausible to me. Yeah, I feel like that was a little bit of a plot hole. It is. We even see, like, the, you know, the, the lady go back into the other room, you know, who's in the lunchroom, and they say, oh, no worries, nothing's happening. And, you know, there wasn't a huge explosion in the school, but there was definitely another flare-up with all this smoke and, and big noise. It seems plausible you get enough of them in the room with enough of that oil with a little laser action from a canine, you know. See, and I, I took that as, like, they got rid of her. So, like, I didn't, I didn't take that as she exploded. I took that as, like, oh, the other ones got rid of the body and killed her, you know? Yeah. Right. So I, I felt like they could have just it. thrown a line in there, like, oh, yes, if they get exposed, like, they explode, <laughs> like, or something, you know? Yeah. It might have been something in the kitchen that exploded. I don't know. I mean, kitchens tend to have things that are electrical, so, I mean... Uh, Mr. Finch looks at Canine and says, you are a bad dog. And he says, affirmative. So I think that kind of gave the idea that something was about to happen. Well, I think that also the fact that the doctor was all like, oh, no, but you'll be trapped inside, like indicated that they, you know, realized that there was going to be more than just spilling the oil on them since no one else seemed to be, you know, affected in that way by the oil. Yeah, I just think there could have been slightly... Yeah, yeah, they they definitely could have said something. I want to know more about this oil, too. You know, how rare and proprietary is it? Because it seems like in a vast universe, you get, you know, just a a, a vat of oil with a 
a group full of school children and they can learn every mystery in the universe in a couple hours? <laughs> I feel like we they would have run into this problem many times, not just once in the history of time. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, why in the world did the Crotanes necessarily... Well, I guess they're a nomad, nomadic kind of race because they go around from world to world to gather whatever... Uh, aspects of the different creatures that they they invade, and maybe humans are the only ones that are affected in that way by the oil too. Also, why why couldn't Kenny get any French fries? Like, why did they just they gave every other student French fries, but they're like, not you, no, Kenny? He's a, well, no, I think it, it was probably more that his parents told him he wasn't allowed to eat them because he was fat. We could think of a lot of different plausible stories, but it was only because he needed to have a redemption moment at the end of the episode, so we had to feel a little bit more bad for him. Well, no, no, I think it was because the teacher came over and was like, why aren't you eating your fries? So obviously, I mean, obviously they, the school wanted him to, but yeah, Yeah, I think that was his choice not to eat it. Well, he said he's not, he said I'm not allowed. Oh, I thought it was they were like, oh, everyone's allowed to like be in this computer program, but except for Kenny. No, it was that Kenny <laughs> didn't eat the fries, so he didn't have the crillotane oil, so he wasn't able to do it the way the other kids could. Mm-hmm. But he also, I think, was suspecting of things because of, I mean, he, just, he, was, vampire he was observant. He yeah. was actually the smart one. He well, also came up with the idea of, of the fire alarm, yeah. As soon as the doctor was like, they're bats, how do we fight them? He's like, oh, well, obviously... I thought that was more of a response to, like, how do we get the kids out of the school? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought, too. Yeah. I mean, either way, bravo, Kenny. You blew up the school. Well done. Although now kids are probably like, I can't wait to go back to school when they're, like, trapped at home in quarantine. <laughs> I didn't know how good they had it. I don't know. I think they, they'd be celebrating the Kenny that unleashed, you know, a virus. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, plenty of kids are happy to be out. So this episode also brought in quite an interesting dynamic uh, with Sarah Jane and Rose having the old companion meeting the new companion, Truth. which obviously had a little bit of tension in it. Yeah, I didn't. That was another thing where I thought it was off. Like why? Especially like I can understand why Rose might be like, "Who is this like woman?" But for Sarah Jane to get that upset that he has a new companion, I was kind of like, "All right, come on." Yeah, I mean, I think that she was probably just straight up jealous. Yeah, but I felt like she... Yeah. It was, like, not... Especially for being as old as... Like, Rose is, like, a teenager, essentially. Like, she's, like, an older woman who's, like, intelligent, and I just don't feel like most older women would be that catty. Well, I, I, I think that part of it was that she was looking at it like, oh, the doctor ditched me, and... He went and got this younger, prettier girl. And And the younger mom. Yeah, you know, so I think it was more of a, you know, she's the skank that has replaced me. Or even so, like, you know, the doctor could have come back for me, but he just found somebody else kind of a moment, you know. Yeah, so be mad at the doctor. I mean, I guess that's like a problem. But but that is what they ended up like coming to the conclusion that they, you know, the whole fight between them was silly. Yeah, but but even at the end, the conclusion out of it seemed to be. Hey, even if he breaks your heart, it's totally worth it. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard to get upset at the doctor when he's changed your life. You've seen the universe. You've probably grown a lot as a person, even if, you know, it's lackluster, you know, when you're when it's time to depart. 
Well, also, I think the uh, when Rose first meets Sarah Jane Smith, she's the one that starts off being immature and, and well, just yeah. starts throwing insults at, at Sarah. And it's just kind of like, whoa, okay, that's a little... She's also obviously jealous. Yeah, but again, she's like 20 and... Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, she's an immature... And the doctor's like 900-something. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Just like, Mickey ladies, ladies, please. <laughs> Mickey's like, oh boy, you're the Mrs. and the X. Uh, you're welcome to every bloke's worst nightmare. Yeah, I like how he tells that to to the doctor, you know, when Rose is feasibly still his girlfriend at this time. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. A girlfriend that is not excited about having her boyfriend, you know, on vacation with her through time and space. Yeah. It's, Foreshadowing it's, for Amy. Well, I mean, it, it kind of seems like... Um, you know, Mickey's realization that he's essentially the tin dog in the equation made him realize that maybe he wasn't too afraid to go off with the doctor after all. Yeah. See, and I would probably I, would have had the opposite reaction of, like, screw this. Like, he's a jerk to everybody in the end, so why do I want to be around this? Well, why is he still hanging around Rose anyway? I mean, I, yeah, I guess he likes abuse. That's what it comes down to. I think, uh, for me, I like some of the camera shots with the Krillotanes running through the school or climbing through the school. And then when K-9 shooting them down, I thought they had, they, the, whoever was directing this really did a decent job making it seem a lot more exciting than it probably actually was. In, yeah, <laughs> in I mean, that's a good point. But the CGI was so terrible with them that it was kind of hard for me to focus on the camera angles. I thought it was decent, but, you know, I, I thought the werewolf in the past episode... They did a much better job with it, you know, just on the look, the feel. I think the Grotain, they did a better job with. Matter of fact, I think they, because the director was moving the camera so much with the Grotain, I think that made it so that it, you focused less on the Grotain and more on the action. Maybe they just looked a little bit more, I don't cartoonish. know, cartoonish to me. They were than, a little bit cartoonish. Than the werewolf. Mm-hmm. It did feel a little bit more. This episode did have a little bit more juvenile feel, in, yeah. in a sense, too. I mean, they well, weren't a, they weren't a school for well, juveniles. That's true. I also thought it was kind of terrible how when they all turned into bats, like the the black guy had a black bat and all the other bats were white bats. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that makes some sense, I guess. I mean, taking the color of your of your uh, character. I mean, the Krillotanes take on aspects of every. Uh, of every race that they go with. But that was like an illusory trick, too. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like some subset of, you know, their inborn qualities. Well, I mean, I think that you could argue that really it was the black Curlotane decided to present himself as a black man. But, yeah, I think that, you know, whoever made that decision, was that was not great. Yeah. I mean, they were bad. They should have all been black. <laughs> and we definitely saw a female in that, too, and that they were referred to as brothers. So we were wondering if one of them actually was female or not, or if it was a, a loose, uh, you know, an illusion of gender, you know, in that. Maybe, maybe they don't have gender in that species. I mean, they're a composite race. They're capable of picking and choosing different elements of physical characteristics of other races that they like. So maybe they're just pure genetically engineered. So they could all just be the same, you know, Test tube species? Test tube species, potentially, you know. Or they could change gender. They could change gender, yeah. Good point. You be the girl this time, I'll be the boy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So, about, um, 
uh, about the ending with Sarah Jane, of course. Um, she wants the doctor to actually say goodbye, but she's offered to go in the TARDIS and go on a journey with them. Um, would you have wanted to see Sarah go with them? No. She was too old. No, just kidding. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be a nice dynamic, at least for another episode or two. Why, why not? Sure. Well, I think why not is because they're instead putting Mickey in. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather her than Mickey, but... Yeah. It could be a merry band. I mean, you know, they have three companions in today's era. Yeah. Right now. We're always complaining about how that's too much. We are, but they introduce them all at a time. Rose has been well-established. Mickey is well-established. Sarah Jane is even well-established. So I don't think it would be quite the hassle sticking them all together for a few adventures. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if it was if it was limited, um, I could see how. Yeah, it I, would I kind be of feel like there wouldn't be a good way to end her traveling with them because it would just be too horrible if the doctor just like left her dead. So she would have to leave him, or she she would Kill have to off. like die, or you know something horrible would basically have to happen for. If she decided to go with him at that point and then, you know. I mean, it it could just be a realization of like, you know what? I had my fun reunion. This is a different time in my life. I am too old for this. Kind of how she says, you know, at the end of this episode. Could have just happened, you know, a little little down the line. Yeah. After a longer reunion. But it kind of seemed, you know, like character-wise, like she was looking at it and going like, I know if I go, then I'm just going to end up in the same place again. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's a good time to start rating. Wayo. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go. Um, I like this theme that we're going on. We we just came from werewolves and and now we're into vampires. Um, it was a good episode. I like this. You know, we had some reunion time. We had some throwback to simpler school days. You know, back in the UK and in, in present day ish times. Um, but I liked a lot of this. I like the new new characters. I like Mickey being in the mix. I thought that was fun. Um, I enjoyed the villains. I thought the headmaster did a wonderful job. Um, you know, the, the plot, I think, was consistent. It made sense for the most part. Um, and I just enjoyed watching it. It was a fun episode. For me, this is going to get an 8 out of 10. Kelsey. Um, I, I liked the episode... Like I said earlier, I think the doctor kind of came off as a jerk, but I also thought that it was, like, I always like character-driven episodes where you kind of get more of a feel of, like, another aspect of a personality or a relationship. So I I did enjoy it. Um, I thought the villain was fine. I felt like, like that was more of, like, the filler plot and, like, the main focus was more... <coughs> Sarah Jane, good lord. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was fine. I liked it fine. It wasn't one of my favorites. It wasn't a terrible episode. Um, I'm gonna give this like a seven. All right. Um, I really liked this episode. I think that you know, to Kelsey's point, there was a lot of really great character development in it. I also, I really liked the villain. I thought the actor who played Mr. Finch was did a great job. And I also think that the concept of what they were doing was interesting just in that it, it gave the doctor an interesting dilemma that he's faced with actually, you know, having essentially ultimate power and it, having it just handed to him 
you know, and having to be like, well, you know, I'm very tempted by this. I could do this. And Sarah Jane actually coming in and, you know, putting him in, in check, which is something that, you know, is important. Like one of the most important roles of a companion really is keep the doctor in check when, you know, he, he tries to run off with stuff. Um, I liked the dynamic between Sarah Jane and Rose. I, I liked seeing K-9, um, I know that it, you know, probably was less exciting for, like, Kelsey and Colin, who, you know, don't really have experience with him in his main uh, time as a companion, but it was a great throwback. Um, so I am also going to give this one an 8 out of 10. I think this one was definitely a, uh, an episode that serves the fans. Uh, this is an episode that um, brings back a very popular character. Um, actually, two very popular characters, Sarah Jane and K-9. And then you also have a very amazing guest star, Anthony Swordhead, who is well known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, he was also in Merlin. Um, so he's been in quite a bit of things. And um, so it was basically this is like a star-studded event. Um, it's very easy to uh, like this episode, especially on first viewing. Um, now that I've seen it at least three or four times, I can safely say that it does look a little bit dated. Um, especially with the computer screens that were on there. But then again, it's part of the time that it was, came out. Um, it feels a little bit cheesy. Some, uh, some would say, well, what Doctor Who story isn't cheesy. But I think this just has a little bit more cheese than the usual uh, episode. Um, I love Sarah Jane Smith being in this episode. Um, I'm going to give this a solid 7 out of 10. Um, I think this is um, a decent story and uh, one that uh, is viewable multiple times, especially to see uh, Sarah Jane actually get that hug from the doctor. Wow, and I, I'd like to say, man, I, this might be the closest that all four of us have ever rated an episode. We're pretty much on the same page, although if I were to go back and do it again, rating would stay the same, but I would hash out more and encourage that doctor to take a little bit more power, you know, make a new alien alliance and maybe do some better for the world. But hey, you know, that's, that's just me. <laughs> I think it's a slippery slope, though, because when you have ultimate power and you start to exercise that power, it's hard to just be like, oh, but not in this circumstance. I would have just taken the oil and sold it to college students. Kelsey really (laughs) likes this oil. Well, Well, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it sounds good. At least, you know, the doctor could slip a lottery ticket or two under my door. You know, you think there might be easier ways to, you know interject yourself into a school without, you know, maybe, you know, harming the timeline of a whole generation. Yeah. I love that teacher. I love the teacher uh, who's talking to the doctor about it when he learns that uh, the teacher got the uh, lottery ticket because he's like, that was just plain weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets eaten. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Whovian Review. You can follow us on Facebook if you didn't know this already. You can also uh, send us any information or anything that you want us to do in the future. Notes, tips, suggestions? Uh, Review at gmail.com if you prefer to email over Facebook. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. Ciao.